Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to pop a lactate, because I just made a gallon and a half of cheese milk. For three! <laughs> Good God. Well, we're gonna go to the bathroom, and then we'll come back for current work. Welcome, everybody, to Grunt Work, the all-inclusive podcast about the TV show Home Improvement. I'm Landon dun, dun, Solano, joined always by Truman. I'm really great at math, and don't let anyone fool you otherwise, Caps. <laughs> and who else is joining us today, Landon? Oh, we have a very special guest for you guys. You know him from the Bright Sessions. And uh, the Big Loop podcast. I'll tell you what, Jon Snow may know nothing, but our guest <laughs> knows quite a lot. Mr. Brigham Snow is in the, the studio here with us today. Hey, guys. Hey. We're going to keep doing that until it's fine. <laughs> Brigham, welcome. Thank you for joining us here yeah. in the studio today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 We watched the episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> Um, All three of us together on the same did. couch, just like the old days. Yeah, I, it was a real family, little family. Cuddly, uh, warm. Yeah, exactly. Safe. Yeah, Safe. yeah. We all kind of, we all kind of had our feet propped up on the chaise, and yeah. you were on the chaise. Yeah. We're all connected like that. Chaise. Yeah. Chaise. Chasing just, Amy. Say chaise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst photographer ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like, before, we, before we go on, you may be thinking, "Wow, this banter is so natural. How can how could Landon and Truman? There must be such podcasting pros to have a, a guest on and just have such natural." rapport but in fact our relationship with Brigan extends back some ways Brigan and I have lived together yes in the past yes. have you breathed together uh I mean well that's yeah. a little let's yeah. not discuss that <laughs> okay there. sorry yes. you got a delineate line somewhere yeah found you on Craigslist yeah, yeah. yeah the, the best the best yeah. of all possible internet yeah. hookups I think it was really great it was yeah really great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no we started our Hollywood adventure together and now I think we this is the pinnacle I think of it is really? recording a home I'm checking out after this <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm driving home after yeah, this going, yeah you've got yeah. the car packed yeah up. really it's all set up yeah. I yeah. made it mom I made it dad <laughs> I made it on grunt work here we go <laughs> uh, so so can you want to talk just to just to get us started you wanna, have, what was your relationship with home improvement like when you were when you were a kid uh, I used to watch it with my family growing up. Uh, my brother and I remember sitting like on the living room floor watching it, wow. and yeah, kind of yeah. I, I mean, really, I loved the show growing up, but admittedly, have not seen a single episode <laughs> in a very long time. I think that's true of most people, yeah. considering it hadn't been on streaming services yeah. until very recently. Yeah. yeah. Because of us, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have a direct line to Hulu. It's the grunt yeah. work effect. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's the grunt bump. The grunt bump. <laughs> Which is like the grunt creeps nemesis. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so now that you've now that you've come back to it now yeah. after your long absence. I mean, was it was it a rush of nostalgia? Did you remember this episode? I I did not remember the episode. I was delighted by the episode. <laughs> I freaking love. I'm I'm admittedly. I think you got me. I think there is a grunt bump because yeah, I think I'm back in. I think I'm hooked back in. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, maybe you're a good luck charm because we've been struggling. A little bit. Last week was a decent episode. Yeah, yeah. There has been a distinct change uh, mm -hmm. from. We, we have a new director that took over the series not too long ago. The, the TV series, not, <laughs> not Grunt Work. <laughs> not, not Grunt Work. Cool, cool. Yeah, we've uh, got David Lynch has stepped in. <laughs> um, and it's it was a little rocky at the beginning, but yeah. this is like it's, it really hit its stride, and I think that you you're a good luck charm. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. good. I'm glad. Uh, of course, also every time that we 
try and like comment on some trend of the show like oh I think they're doing fewer transitions at long last mm-hmm. or I think they're doing this or that the next episode turns 180 just right into it so yeah. so we, we never know <laughs> nice we've had two good ones in a row and yeah. I I credit you for that. that's good as you yeah. should as you as you should <laughs> yeah um well it's been great having you thank you <laughs> thank you everybody I'm yeah. heading back thanks yeah. uh do you want to do you want to take a crack at the synopsis for this or uh Holy smokes. Uh, sure. I mean, we, we got your back. Sure. Yeah, okay. Your You're now. my net? Yeah. Okay. With the wind beneath your wings. Okay. Uh, do we go like right detail or are we just sort of like vague sort of synopsis Vague here? synopsis. Like just, a log line. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It was like Titanic, but no. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, uh, the the main points are uh, Tim is, is battling a woodpecker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Brad is is battling maths. Mm. Ah, uh, a familiar battle. An echo yes. that I didn't pick up on. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and Mark is out there battling something somewhere out there. So, <laughs> Mark is always battling <laughs> something. It's usually his brothers. Yeah. 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 Mark, is, Mark is battling with a family that just does not respect yeah. people. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it, it's. I think the 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 big point is that uh, Brad. Has broken up with Jenny Sadarsky, his mm-hmm. his longtime girlfriend, eliciting yeah. a gasp from me. When yeah, I this is a, that was a big that was a big uh, bomb to drop there. A veritable red wedding, if you will. <laughs> uh, they've broken up because she won't let him copy her math homework anymore, which mm-hmm. means that his grades are are doing badly. And to distract from his bad grades, Brad uh, tries to tell Jill that oh, she broke up with me, and I'm super sad. <laughs> And, good. Well, Randy says that to him. Randy, well, and yeah. then he plays into it. Well, Brad is not capable of deception. Yeah. We know. We <laughs> Which know also, this. I like the brotherly support during that. The whole time, I was like, "There's an angle. There's there is. Got, an there's there's got to be. We an know angle. it might not have revealed itself in this episode, but <laughs> there's three, an angle. There's a three season design that Randy's like. Remember that time? <laughs> you know, Brad. Brad is looking at, at the uh, at the bulletin board in Randy's office, and he starts yeah. piecing together everything. He drops the he drops the coffee cup, and then he sees on the bottom of it, it says like manufactured by. Tim Taylor, China. <laughs> that would be Binford. Oh, God. Of course it would be. Binford board, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no. So, no, it was it was a rare moment of Randy just kind of like... But also, but I think maybe Randy helped because Randy just... Any opportunity to lie to people, he wants <laughs> yeah. to visit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, You know, sociopaths and psychopaths get a little bored sometimes, I would imagine, yeah. and have to draw up he's, some He's got this, like, puppet master smirk all the time where Absolutely. he's just watching. He's like, you are all my design. <laughs> yeah. Like, at all times. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you picked up on something. Brigan, Brigan is an actor in addition to a pod... Well, I guess, I guess it all counts as acting. Yeah, yeah. Sure. so Brigan's yeah. an actor. You knew this. But, like, right away, looking at... Brad, you were just like, oh my god, not Brad, Randy. You were Randy. just like, he's so good, <laughs> so so good. Yeah, that charisma yeah. comes off. The oh my screen. gosh, he's working for that that check. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he is. He's. I mean, honestly, he, he was though, the so. he was the most impressive thing on the screen to yeah. me. Yeah. Um. Uh, before we go too much further, you guys yeah. want to take a crack at what the title of this episode is, and I can give you a clue. Uh, do should we take the clue or? Uh, look, can we phone uh, a friend? You can, can we phone? <laughs> you can only phone each other, but you oh, have to use your phones. Oh, gee, well, that's really inconvenient. That's probably going to mess up the recording equipment. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say uh, the the two that come to my mind mm-hmm. off the top of my head are either Pecker in reference mm, to the yeah. uh, to the John Waters film that was uh-huh. from the 90s. Or, I think that was after this. Oh, well, okay. Or I've got Woody. <laughs> Uh, I, and a I, reference to Toy Story, which is also after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Peckerville Blues? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 
Uh, well, give us a give us a yeah. Hint the hint. Okay, I'll, I'm going to sing the hint. Oh, oh, this ooh, is a very ooh, special yeah. episode, and I'm going to sing it poorly. So bear with me. Um, hi, Truman. What's the story? Morning glory. What's the word? Morning bird. I, I I probably butchered can, the. Melody. Can you do that again? Was it from Was it from a musical? <laughs> Slower than from a, <laughs> No, it's not. It's from a, a really hard crime drama. Uh, <laughs> Landon, can you use that in a sentence, please? <laughs> um, I have no idea. Can, can you slow jam it to us? <laughs> uh, you're the one that has to drop the beat because you're the editor. So no, I cannot. Boom boom. Shh. <laughs> Just that. That's, it is <laughs> all. That's I, all. Okay, I, maybe I'm mistaken because I just assumed that this was a song from this musical, but yeah. uh, it's from a song called Telephone Line. I, telephone Line or Telephone? <gasps> that's wait. Well, that's an electric light. That's not like that's not like from Forty Second Street or one of those old ones. No. Bye bye birdie. Bye bye. That is oh. Bye Bye Birdie. Is it? Okay, that good. Is... I'm not insane. Bye bye birdie. But I probably butchered the melody. <laughs> God. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> You know, that's the, real great. On the one hand, I'm ashamed of us for not getting that. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah. that's a really good title. Yeah, that is. They're not it always is. this good. That, yeah. A lot of times it's a stretch. That um, Props to you, Home Improvement. Nice. Once again, you've Our stumped musical us. theater pro right here. <laughs> uh, I did actually minor in theater. Yeah. Mm. I never performed in uh, Bye Bye Birdie, though. So. Oh. so I'm really the only one who had an excuse to not know this one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to go into the deep dive? Let's do it. Let's dive. Right. Let's do Are it. you, Let's... well... Do we need floaties? If we're going to go in the deep end, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I mean, I can I can swim. I've got my snorkel okay. thing. I, which tr- I trust you both. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a lifeguard on duty, yeah. and it's the grunt creep. Oh no. Yeah. Um. Okay. So w- we start out with the cold open, and and it is a cold it is one because it's still yeah. winter outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. And Tim and Jill are in bed, and uh, there's a woodpecker mm. keeping keeping Tim awake. Yeah. And well, Tim says something like Tim is the first one to notice it. He keep they're spooning there in bed, and he keeps waking up and saying, "How oh, do you hear yeah. that annoying noise?" And it's going, brr, brr. well, that's not. Can you do a better woodpecker noise? Nope. A Mine sounds like a cat. This is well by far our <laughs> doing, weakest doing uh, <laughs> attempt at sound effects. It's a woodpecker sound. Tim is the one hearing it. He says to Jill, "Do you hear that annoying noise?" And Jill says, "I told you not to eat that bean dip." Mm. So just like fart <laughs> joke, right, off. right, right out, out, right out the gate. Yeah. That's yeah, how you yeah, know it's gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it looked like uh, uh, Santa, the Santa Claus. Is something about Tim uh, on his side in boxer shorts? This is gonna <laughs> be real weird. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just got that that vibe. He's wearing this really weird like tank top wife beater really weird. that shows a, a lot of cleavage. Yeah. Like going to like Muscle Beach kind of <laughs> yes. weird. Yeah. A lot of cleavage. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes to the window to try and knock this uh, this woodpecker out of its uh, nest. What do woodpeckers do? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it, well he says it's building a nest later. I yeah. think it's like right up in the top of their house. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, like it's using its section club cup club <laughs> Section cup hands to hold onto the side of the house. I, I, I think you're mistaking a woodpecker for like a wind-up woodpecker toy <laughs> that you stick to a window with a oh, suction cup. Actually, I think I know what I'm forgetting, or I'm mixing it up with the actual grunt creep. Yes, who is stuck to the side of the window like a <laughs> suction cup. Uh, which I have to ask: Do you think the grunt creep? Which is what we call the home improvement logo. Yes, that is personified. Yeah. 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 Chris has been talking about this for a while. That's not a nickname. It's for just going else. with it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. Uh, <laughs> this thing is like stuck to the side of the house, 
looking like it's afraid that it's going to be seen by Tim. <laughs> yeah. It's been trying I'm to sneak in and peep on them. Yeah. I'm wondering, is the grunt creep a jewel thief? <laughs> <laughs> no, the grunt creep is a peeping Tom. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> trying to Trying to catch a glimpse of Tim's cleavage. <laughs> well, and, he, and he got it. He succeeded. <laughs> what was weird for me is that typically these episodes start with the grunt creep prominently on screen or drifting through or something. Right. This episode, we go for like a minute before he <laughs> opens the window and it's out there. You know, being dropped into this, yeah. uh, I forgot about the grunt creep, as it were, <laughs> and uh, it was real jarring. It yeah. was It weird. was real jarring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we were theorizing when they first started doing it, it's like, oh, okay, people watching these cold opens are going to be confused about the show if they don't see the opening credits. They, you yes. know, they, yeah. they can't put, you know, the gigantic star and the name of the show yeah. together. They need the you actual... should have just put, like, a ticker at the bottom. <laughs> yes. And just, yeah. Home improvement, home improvement, <laughs> home improvement. I do think that this was before the days where you had that kind of uh, transparent watermark that all the studios yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you're probably not even seeing the the ABC logo <laughs> Just in the corner. Put clip art right on the frame. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like at this point. Yeah. And, and this is also in the days before the show previous that was ending would then have like little figures from the next show pop up at the bottom, <laughs> like you know Tim and Jill shoving each other. Oh, that's right. Up next, Home Improvement. <laughs> Although that one, I'm sure if they did those for home improvement, they would get real distracting because they would always end in like an atomic bomb or something and yeah. just kind of engulf the entire screen, yeah. destroying the rest of the Their transitions show. Would, would morph into <laughs> another person's show. Uh, so anyway. Uh, he t- grabs the robe. He, yeah, he grabs the robe, yeah. opens the window, tries to like whip it up at the at the woodpecker. That doesn't do anything. He goes off downstairs, cruelly and callously leaving the window open. <laughs> well, it does something. It, it, it He pulls down the gutter. Oh, right. He, he breaks the gutter. <laughs> right. right off the bat, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was going to be the setup for the episode. Yeah. I just thought it would be Tim fixing a gutter. Yeah. Roll, because they would do that. I would have tuned yes. in. I would have yeah. tuned in. How would Tim give the gutter more power? <laughs> I mean, what is adding more power to it? Is it like putting hydroelectric turbines? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Using the blast. Powers his house through the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> that would be too, I think he would use it to either power his Christmas lights or like power his uh, his neon beer sign <laughs> that then glows so brightly that it sets the house yeah. on fire. Um, so Tim goes downstairs, leaving the window open, mm. and Jill gets chilly, as you would in the middle of winter. Cold open. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> cold open. What's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. All right. Open. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sorry, Landon. <laughs> Jill shuts the window while Tim's downstairs, and he comes back with a broom, and... I gotta ask a question. I can't tell if this is cliche or I just vividly remember this moment. Uh, but he comes back with the broom to knock it, knock the woodpecker off, not knowing that the window's closed, and puts the broom directly through the window. Kind, what, what kind of a bonehead move? Yeah. Kind of a bonehead move. Is that something that's cliche? Is that a trope, or is that like I saw it coming? Like I was making noises, like oh, yeah. oh, oh, here it comes, <laughs> you, oh, here hands. it comes. But it was like one of those things that just like is just so delightful. I love, I, f- I love that yeah. that gag. It doesn't make yeah. you wait too long for the payoff. No, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I did not see that coming. Like if it had been a, I was ex- if if there was going to be any Tim breaking glass joke, I was yeah. expecting it to be a sliding glass door and him uh, running through yeah. that. So I actually. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, honestly, until Brigand saw it coming, and then I thought, oh, this must be what it's going on. <laughs> but they do, not to, I'm going to give a little little uh, uh, foreshadowing here, they do a fantastic payoff, uh, long payoff, uh, in the Tool Time episode um, coming up. Oh, oh. yes. Uh, so we go to the theme song. Yes. How does the theme song make you feel? Great. Great? Great. Invigorated. <laughs> exhilarated. It's- 
It's a strange theme song. It's really weird. Because it's not like a normal composition, I would assume. I know nothing about music as I, we covered, but yeah. um it's but there's something like nostalgic and like you wanna yeah. you wanna listen to it. For for me, I had with the the opening credits, everything was great. Mm-hmm. Spent a little too much time on on the boys rearranging themselves. Yeah, it was like the first second, I was like, I get the gag. I was like, st- we were like eight seconds, maybe ten seconds in. I was like, cool, let's finish this. Yeah, it's good. And, and yeah. The second hour, and yeah. you're like, okay, quit rearranging. Quit guys. They do that every once in a while on the show. They, they they do well. They do the boys rearrange themselves every episode during oh, at that's about right. that point in the in the uh, opening credits. <laughs> um. The theme song takes us to the kitchen. Yes. It's mm. before school time. Yeah. And Brad doesn't want to go to school. Yes. Mm. He comes downstairs saying, I wrote in my notes, Brad comes downstairs and says, Mom, I don't feel good. I can't go to school. I just wrote, Brad is faking being sick. <laughs> because I just, no, no kid is ever genuinely sick on yeah. this show. Yep. <laughs> even when even when they think that Randy has cancer later down the line and then he doesn't. <laughs> Randy's been pulling the wool over your eyes the entire time. That's the payoff of what he sets up. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's saying that he's sick, uh, and well, I think Tim comes in and says, what's wrong with Brad? Mm-hmm. And then Randy oh. says, he's dumb and he's got a bad haircut. So good. And then and the worst. Tim gives this line where he, is, he delivers a sarcastic comment to Randy where he goes, paging Dr. Shot, Dr. Rim, Rim Shot. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> All the momentum that was from the previous joke, you're just like... Okay. So, Tim's like, Randy, I can't out-joke you, but I can kill the goodwill of your joke. Also, I feel like paging Dr. Shot is what Tim would say in college when he's arriving like at his friend's <laughs> with table with a tray of shots. Yes. Um, so, t- and then Tim immediately kind of foregoes all concern for his son's health and well-being and yes. instead is trying to find uh Brad's slingshot so Randy's he can kill slingshot. Randy's slingshot so he can kill with him like a big it. rock a huge you, you rock. see him in the background trying to put this big rock in the <laughs> slingshot and like that's you, no no <laughs> just more more evidence of Tim's ineptitude and, really? which makes me question every ability of his yeah. Yeah. if he thinks that a tiny slingshot is going to be able to launch a rock that yeah. big yeah and also, it's more evidence that maybe Brad's sociopathic uh, animal murdering tendencies. Randy. Randy's. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Brigham, you're guesting on this show. Yeah, and you I can keep the game. Yeah. I'm going to start a jar where you have to put a dollar in every time you mix up their names. And then we use that, what, to buy to buy better hosting? Or like, if, I think by the end of this season, we'll be able to afford a billboard on Sunset Boulevard with the money from that. Or you could finally pay David Lynch. That's also yeah, true. So, there you go. Well, well, the thing is. Per David Lynch, he wants to only be paid in live cows, is. So, which is also hard to source, but it's easier than money. <laughs> you just pick them up off the uh, highway when they're frozen in uh, in North North Adams. Call back to last week. <laughs> yes, I was not there. Yeah, uh, it's good when you actually listen to that episode. Then you will get the thing. I'll laugh when I hear yeah, it. Yeah, we should sure. have played you yeah, the rough I'm cut sure. before this the uh, acoustic. But Mark doesn't want Tim to kill the woodpecker because he's been feeding it and he's named it Pete. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, um, R.I.P. Mickey Jones, I'm going to just say that maybe maybe Mark named him after Pete from K&B Construction Company. One of the, one of the K&B Construction actors uh, who played... Okay, so on this show, there's the K&B Construction Company. Yes, who, German. Yes. Who periodically come on to Tool Time. Explain more. To do, I, am I mansplaining? <laughs> no, 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 please explain. The K&B Construction guys will come on to Tool Time to demonstrate stuff and they usually just wind up doing songs and dances with power tools and <laughs> one of those actors recently uh, passed on and uh we 
gave him a little 21 gun salute uh-huh. and now I'm just taking a whole bunch of time out of this episode to bring you up to speed on So that's happened. so you think that maybe that's why he named it Pete? I, I mean, and I'm it, just positing that. Cuz then that really that leave. really makes it really messed up when he so easily changes the name of the bird <laughs> after <laughs> Tim suggests it. Fair. <laughs> yeah. He's like it's Charlie now. <laughs> Screw Pete. <laughs> Uh, doesn't Jill have a name for it too, or is Jill insisting on naming it Charlie? Oh, that was right. No, uh, well, no, yeah. I mean, but yeah. like Mark is willing to change it as yeah. well. Mark is easy. So maybe Charlie was another guy that died. I mean, possibly, maybe. or yeah. or the yeah. director's a Vietnam War vet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jill goes out of the room for some reason and leaves Brad and Randy alone. So good. Brad um, takes the thermometer that she's given him mm. and sticks it into her morning coffee. So good. And you've and seen it a million times. This, this, this yeah, thing. Yeah. Exactly. This is like Ferris Bueller level stuff. But the, the great thing about it is that uh, when he finally puts it in his mouth, yeah. it burns, which you've seen like it, even in ET when the kid puts it to the lamp. I always yeah. thought I was like, that would probably hurt. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but they actually, so you know, real real stakes here in this show, you know. And and also it showed like this is Brad showing his uh, descendants from Tim. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, my harebrained scheme hurts me very badly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like those lines that are formulating more and more with each episode. Uh, Brad, you know, displaying those those traits. Um, so he he puts it in there, and Brad uh, uh, Jill comes back in, checks his temperature. He's uh, got 108. Yeah, um, which is funny. But... And then he says, "My tongue hurts. My tongue." Hurts. <laughs> He's running his mouth under the the faucet. Uh, and we made mention then of the fact that this is where he says that he and Jenny broke up, right? Oh, we haven't, but... Uh, oh, did I just spoil it? Well, we said it the, the yeah. synopsis. Okay. I guess it's not a spoiler if this is the point in the episode when we find it <laughs> out. With a twist. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so Brad and Jenny, which, you know, it made me realize they've been together for like a year and a half. That's... In cool. middle school. Wow. That's insane. Longer than any relationship I've been in. <laughs> I mean, I think... Middle school years, in terms of relationships, equate to like dog years. Oh God! Uh, in life, so then the, like tw- uh, so they're coming up on. Well, wait, that's like multiplying a fraction, like a year and a half <laughs> by times a gallon and a half of cheese milk. You know, I didn't know. I I felt the depth of that relationship because I didn't know that he was dating anyone because I oh. sort of jumped into this episode and then in that same sentence found out that they had broken up. So I felt like I yeah. went through that whole experience oh, yeah. of oh he's got a girlfriend. Oh he doesn't it's, anymore. It's it's been really uh good. it's been a it's been a it's been a journey. Wow. Yeah. She yeah. called him one day and said, Hey, do you want to sit next to me at lunch? And he said, Yeah. Wow. And that was the whole phone call they had. <laughs> that, that was that was a, the whole B plot of like a season one episode. <laughs> <oldest> time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it always starts. A phone call on the landline. But uh, Randy says, er, so once Jill finds out that he's faking mm-hmm. sick um, and he goes upstairs to get his stuff to go to school, Randy's like, oh, well, he didn't want to go to school because Jenny broke up with him. So Randy turns the tables here um, and Jill buys into it. And she's like, oh, her like nurturing side his comes out. poor here. little heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, what was yeah. it? His poor little tongue. Yeah, right. <laughs> just so good. And yeah, that was a that was a moment that I think uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You could really see his uh, his acting chops. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's the charisma. It's, it's proven in the outtakes too, where it's like Patricia Richardson can't keep a straight face yeah. to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I, I, it's yeah, it's really it just is is 
No, just I'm so many times I lament on this show how his career just didn't blossom into something greater yeah. because he's he's got that he's got the jazz. Yeah, you know? it's the Simba curse. And again, once you, once you, that everyone is. who plays Simba. That's why Matthew Broderick's career never. Oh my gosh, never <laughs> <laughs> recovered. Um, and then the scene kind of ends. Tim comes back inside after trying to get this woodpecker down, and uh, <laughs> Jill asks him, "What's going on?" Uh, and he goes. It's Peckerville out there, honey, which I <laughs> yeah. have to imagine is a Chinatown reference. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about it, Jill. It's Peckerville. <laughs> uh, you know, as a Chinatown fan, I appreciate that. But what I wrote down is that it sounds more like a strip club by the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Detroit, not too far off. Yes. Um so the next thing we get is outside, and Tim is trying to get this woodpecker down. Which also, was a very big jump. It was like kids going off to school, and then all of a sudden, like there's Randy, yeah, like back from school. Yeah, I was like, oh, right. okay, we're not messing around. We got to <laughs> get this tight twenty something, ep- twenty minute episode in for sure. Yeah, what did what did they do all day? They just yeah. stand there and wait for the kids to get yeah. out. <laughs> maybe I mean we haven't uh, established it at all, but maybe this is one of those schools that allow kids to go home uh, in the middle of the day for lunch. Yeah, those open campus middle schools. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? Hey, it was out 90s. on the quad. It was a, yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy time. It's a Montessori middle school. You don't want to be here today? That's fine. <laughs> Go home. It's self directed learning. <laughs> uh, but Tim is uh, climbing the Binford ladder <laughs> to. You have such an eye for spotting the Binford branding <laughs> so on everything. Good. Yeah, you know, I'm a designer. Logos kind of like click in my brain. And the Binford logo is so great. <laughs> <laughs> rectangle with the word Binford in it. <laughs> Uh, well, he's climbing the the ladder to use an air horn on this uh, this woodpecker, mm. um, and it, it does not work. Um, he he makes another mother in law joke here about. Uh, oh yeah, it was something about not everything with a beak. Oh, uh, he has it, a beak uh, that doesn't smile. Yeah, the, yeah, the woodpecker. It's exactly, like the shot is from where the woodpecker is looking down at Tim, Jill, and Randy, <laughs> yeah. and Pecker. POV. <laughs> Peckervision. Peckervision. <laughs> We're live from Peckerville. It's Peckervision. Uh, looking down at them, Tim is going, I's up there smiling at us, and Tim is making a grotesque smiling face. Yeah. And Jill says, It's got a beak, it's not smiling at it can't smile at us, it's got a beak. Yeah. And then he goes, Oh, that's why your mother in law never smiles then. Ah, uh, yeah. Tim, who hates all mothers, yeah. and indeed yeah. the concept of motherhood. But it's funny, the mother-in-law joke, I think, died at some point in the 90s. And I'm wondering if it was Tim Allen that buried it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Tim, Tim <laughs> killed it. Tim buried it. Tim tried to exhume the body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Um, but this this subplot gives away to Brad coming home. And this is where Randy tells him, uh, Brad's going to come clean. But then Randy goes, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. I told I told mom that you were depressed that Jenny dumped you, and Brad's like, "All right, and I can play that. Milk it, cheese milk, milk it." it. He does say milk it. Yeah. You can milk that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Brad goes inside, and and you know Tim is still out there uh, messing with the Tim. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta mention a callback to the pilot episode. Oh god, he brings out the blast master compressor, oh. which is I don't know if you remember, it's an iconic. Uh, scene from the show just from your episode actually yeah yeah, from the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he suits up the dishwasher that's uh, right and it blows through yeah, the yeah, yeah okay exactly only in this episode though do we find out that it's the binford blastmaster compressor mm-hmm. because we wouldn't have guessed <laughs> uh so i guess maybe this is my ignorance of home improvement mm-hmm. uh little h little i home okay. improvement but I, I don't know what a compressor does, but it seems like for the purposes of the show, 
it compresses Truman. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's like compressed air, you know, yeah. like it blows. Oh, so it just gives more pressure, more, 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 more power. Pressure. More pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the that's that's the that's the knockoff of home improvement they do in like Germany or something. It's more pressure. Yeah, more uh, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's depending on the yeah. what German yeah. media you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so to me, it just seems like the the Blastmaster compressor, you, whatever you need to add more of something to, Tim just hooks it up to it, and it's just mm-hmm. yes. it's a force multiplier basically. <laughs> yeah, the compound fraction multiplier. Player? I maybe Whoa. so. I mean, it compound fractures uh, uh, the, the walls. <laughs> it does. Um, Calling Doctor Shot. Yeah. Rim. <laughs> Jeez, you gotta keep your drinking under control. Man. <laughs> uh, back inside, Jill's on the phone with an exterminator, asking if there's any humane way to get rid of this uh, uh, woodpecker. And I was wondering, oh, maybe she's on the phone with Stephen Root, the exterminator from uh, Wild Kingdom, trying to get the that snake gone. The, the guy who who was totally going to kill the snake, mm. and no one had any trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, because she, previously they've had snake infestations. Oh, oh very common thing for Michigan. Yeah. Well, when she was describing the logo, did that do anything for you? <laughs> Since you're, you're into logos, was it? You know, it was a mouse. It sounded like it was hitchhiking. <laughs> And she was like, well, if you're going to kill it, then why isn't it a mouse with his head squished and cheese coming out of its mouth? It was really vivid. Really... So the mouse is like yeah. eating the cheese yes. as yeah. it dies. Yeah. That's really... That's... Graphic designer Jill. Back you know what? <laughs> and that is a graphic yeah. designer. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. <laughs> well, no, but I want to hear, what would your, what would your exterminator uh, logo be? I mean, you need, to, you need to hit them with an image they won't forget. I yeah. think that that's pretty... <laughs> Pretty on the nose. Some massacred mouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the name right massacred. there. Nice. <laughs> you get like uh, Robert Crumb to do the the logo for it. <laughs> but it but it's just the mouse kind of walking and just has keep on trucking right next to it. <laughs> uh, but Brad walks inside here and he is really playing up this depression. He goes over to the dining room table and he's like. <gasps> <sighs> it almost turned yeah. into a grind. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost Ooh. drooled everywhere. Uh-huh. Um that's, it's, you're in character as Tim. He's yeah. usually almost <laughs> ruling. But Jill, Jill's like nurturing really blossoms here. And she's like, oh, you know, she starts doting on him. Can I get you it. anything? He's like, oh, maybe some milk and cookies. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Yeah. It's, and it's funny for how street smart and and like sassy Jill can be a lot of the time with mm-hmm. Tim. How how she still can be duped by her boys. I, well, yeah. she loves them. I yeah. guess that's what love is. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure if this was his second girlfriend, she wouldn't be so blinded to mm-hmm. this scheme. But uh, and and also Jill loves Jenny. In, she does. I think the first episode where we meet Jenny in season one. Jenny comes over and Jill is just fussing over. Oh, look at her beautiful coat! Oh my god! Oh, sit down. Can I get you something? House full of boys. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. But she does love her son more than she does Jenny because, despite her love for Jenny, she starts to say, "Oh, don't worry about that girl. You know, you'll find someone better." And as she's in the middle of uh, downgrading Jenny to, you know, not on my love list, Jenny bursts in the door. Yeah. Is it a burst? Uh, yeah, it's a burst. I'd say it's a... Well, if it's not a burst, it's not an explosion, but it's definitely an entrance with passion. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. I'm glad nice. I nitpicked that. That led to some good radio. 
well, yeah, he's really just been building up like, oh, she, oh, she dumped me, and I'm mm-hmm. so sad, and all of that, and like, I, I don't even remember. Like, is she asking oh. why it happened? Yeah, well, she's like, don't worry, Brad, you're gonna find there are plenty of better girls out there, better than Jenny. Like, literally, <laughs> yeah, just landed on seeing her, and I was moment. like, oh, yeah. God bless, yes. But she like, doesn't she just let herself in the door? Does yeah. she even knock? Yeah. She walks right in the door, yeah. down to the dining Giddy room, up. slams uh, Brad's math workbook on the table, says, here's your workbook, Brad. <laughs> I left it at my house or something. Uh, which I was like, my only note there was like, eh, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take that shit. Yeah. So she's just comfortable just bursting and doesn't knock, doesn't ring the yeah. doorbell. She's, look, she's an uptown girl living in her white bread <laughs> world. She's going to do, she's well brought up. She would knock on the door, ring the doorbell. She wouldn't just Kramer her way in. But they've been together for a year and a half. Yeah. Okay, yes, but even then, like, you're just bursting into a house unannounced. I mean, people have guns in this country, man. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, uh, there's a fair point there. But we also, as, so as soon as she leaves, we find out, oh boy, Jill overheard this whole thing. Jenny did not break up with him. He broke up with her because he wouldn't do, or she wouldn't do his homework anymore. Also, I thought this was going to be a whole episode thing of him keeping this up. And yeah. like, they were just moving through it. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, this is resolved. She found out mm-hmm. like immediately. I was like, oh, this is not going to be the plot. This is going <laughs> to lead to the larger plot. Yeah. It, it, uh. it, it plays tricks on you like yeah. that because sometimes it's like, oh, they've given us enough for this to be a whole episode. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not the episode. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes they'll, they'll hold out for so long and then really wrap it up super quick in the last yeah. minute yes or not even wrap it up and Tim and Jill just go have sex that's <laughs> also very true counts for wrapping it up uh, we learn a very important piece of information here as soon as Jill finds out that Jenny Ugh. broke up with uh, that he broke up with Jenny we learn Brad's middle name Bradley Michael Taylor ooh BMT nice. <laughs> And you know when it's uh, your middle name that you're you're really in deep shit. Do we have confirmed middle names for the others? We do for Randy. Oh man, I forgot. Randy, uh, I forgot earwig. what it is, but I have it written down. Wait, earwig, <laughs> earwig. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the wheel of random names. Yeah. Just yeah. Spun, yeah. On I always just assume anyone's middle name is Eugene. Eugene. That's, yeah, that's a pretty solid. Uh, that would name. probably be Mark's middle name. <laughs> Mark. Mark is a Eugene uh, for yeah. sure. Ugh. Mark Eugene Taylor, that that works. And then they tell him a new name. He's like, "Yeah, that's my new middle name too," because he can't stick to yeah, a yeah. name. Your middle Mark. name is actually from the brother that we sold right before <laughs> you were born. Remember that episode? Wait, when the brothers were like, didn't they like yeah. punk him about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that a lot in this yeah. first season. Yeah, and and even good still, on them, good like on a them. little bit. The older and older Mark gets, like he still stays fairly gullible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's throwing the shit back at them now. Yeah, he, now he's lear- he's kind of taken on some of Randy's crazier qualities and will be mean sometimes. Yeah. Not in this episode, though. No, they yeah, cut him no. loose. They were like, you're going to school and never resurfacing. Yeah, we never seen this him episode. Again. You think, like, was... Okay, I'm okay. We're going to play the uh, casino slot machine game where I try and remember which actor is which boy. Taron. Noah. Smith. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, what character are we is trying Mark? to... Yes, Mark. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so do you think Taron Noah Smith, in, like, because he has had a minor role in a lot of these episodes, mm-hmm. and they focused a lot more on Brad and Randy, do you think he had some shit going on? Was he just, like, were they trying to write him out of the show for a while? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember listening to your first episode. Again, I haven't seen these episodes in a yeah, while, right. but you guys were talking about how it seemed like Mark was the focus, or like, mm-hmm. we're going to lean into the cute, and then somewhere along the line, they're like, mm, yeah. Well, nope. I, I think it's like... 
how many stories can you tell? How many subplots can a nine-year-old have? I mean, he's not really at the age of romance in school. He's also the good kid, so he's not, like, getting into shenanigans. And he's too old to be cute and precocious. I mean, he's still yeah, cute, but right. not yeah. as, like, naive as he was. And you can't bully him in every single episode. Yeah. So oh, but they try. I, I, <laughs> they certainly I'd try. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Home Improvement is really the story of this one child just being destroyed. <laughs> That's why he becomes a goth later. Yeah, seriously. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what show are we talking yes, about? Yes, the answer is yes, whatever uh, it was. Okay, well, my question was, why do, you, why do you think they were trying to write him out of the show for a while? And oh. your answer is yes. So, the answer okay, is yes. Yeah. Back to the bottom. yeah, there you go. Uh, this scene ends with Tim having connected the, uh, the air horn to the Blastmaster compressor and... Almost taking down the entire house, I would imagine half the neighborhood as well. Yes. Which I love the gag, but would it have... I thought it would have been like an ear-piercing squeak. Yeah, it would Because it goes through this tiny thing, but it goes... Definitely like a tugboat coming into port. It was nice. (laughs) They probably would have done the ear-piercing squeak, except at the end of last season, Tim shoots up the stereo, and a high note shatters all the glass in the house. (laughs) Covered ground already. And they're they're not above... Covering the same ground again, they just need a little bit longer they do, yeah. to let all the audience's brains reset. But I got to give props to the the special effects department because they they like rig. I mean, for a permanent set to be able to rig it so that it, uh, you know, jimbles. What's the term for that? When it jimbles, just, jimbles, <laughs> jimbles. When it, they put it on a jimble so that it can shake. Uh, and like everything on the the wall falls off. It uh, jambled. The, jam- the jimble caused everything to <laughs> jimble. The jamble. They gave it the Jimmy Jams. <laughs> my, my new nickname, by the way, is Jimbles. <laughs> Jimbles. That's also Jim Belushi's nickname. <laughs> everything according to Jimbles. <laughs> I really mixed up. According isn't it just according to Jim? It was according to Jim. Cut that out. Um, no, I'm keeping it in. Uh, also, I, just to quickly say, this episode has a lot more big home improvement set pieces in it than they have recently. Yeah. Like, I, there, it's been a few of them where I'm just trying to be like a generic family sitcom, and I feel like it somehow doesn't work as well when there isn't mm-hmm. a... Like, Home Improvement's bread and butter is, oh, damn, they had stunt people and a special effects crew come in <laughs> right. for the purpose of this one slapstick joke. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they got, like, three of them in here today. They did, and they must have been, last week, um, the episode almost didn't take place at home at all. Oh. They were inside a car and a convenience store for most of it. Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering if they took that week to really rig the set with all these effects. Put it on the gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> on the gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, it's just like a whole a whole bunch of new budget came through for yeah. them. It's like the last third of the season. ABC started writing those those big dick checks and just yeah. saying, "Hey, I do, do think what you want." That this is about in the season when uh, they made the big move from Tuesday night to Wednesday night, uh, which was gigantic for them, and they put them up against Seinfeld. Ooh, wow! Uh, and they beat Seinfeld, and Seinfeld had to move to Thursday, and that's how uh, must see TV Thursday. Who are Thursday. you? That's amazing. <laughs> Get used to this. Just like every damn incredible. Oh my god! So really, must see TV happened because of Home Improvement. Yeah. What you're saying is Tim Taylor gave NBC's Thursday lineup more power by putting Seinfeld there. Don't drop the microphone. It's very expensive. It's going to hurt our people's ears. That was the pinnacle. But yes, yes, we just hit it. Okay. Well, guys, this has been a great episode. Thanks for hanging. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this podcast. We're stopping it now. Uh, wh- where does this go from here? I don't think about Seinfeld now. No, no, no. <laughs> we go to a commercial. Uh, the the transition that gets us to a commercial is uh, the screen kind of shrinks back into a picture frame, which starts shaking like yeah. all the ones on the wall, and then 
falls down into the black void where all the transitions go. Yes. Turns into a woodpecker flying away. It, Doesn't it shrink into one of the birds? Or is that... They do that transition two times. Gotcha. They do it once at the beginning and once in the commercial break after Because three one. would have been just too much. Too much. Too much. The rule of two is just that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, in the 90s, they only had the rule of twos. They only got up to the rule of threes after 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, America got less innocent. Our humor needed another step to it. Um... So, so um, anyway, post-commercial, uh, Tim and Jill are really getting after Brad about his laziness and mm-hmm. about the fact that he was copying his homework. And Tim says, Brad, you can't go through life having people do your work for you. And so good. Brad says, Al does everything for you on tool time. So good. And Tim doesn't fall back on his standard line, Al is my assistant, right. he assists me. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of his thing yeah, for a no. while. He just says, don't start with me, Brad. Oh, man. The immortal catchphrase, <laughs> don't start with me, Brad. <laughs> um, I have a note here, and I, I can't remember the line that set it up, but Randy is there and says something about, I'm just trying to be a good son. Do you, do, do you have the context for that? Oh, when he was saying, oh, he, okay, yeah, he, he said it was their fault because um brad said it was their fault because uh he came home with a b once and and they were happy so he just wanted them to be happy uh and then they and i love this united front of jill and tim because Mm -hmm. they sort of looked at each other and they started going (laughs) and like mocking him and it was it was the best they are tim and jill are really like the scenes where they are both disciplining one of like usually brad because brad's the troublemaker when they are disciplining him is the times that i'm like yeah these are good parents. This is a good couple because they don't take his shit. Can I go in a deep dive in the deep dive Please, yeah. on this? Because I, it was really uh, what delighted me about getting back into the show, watching this today, was whenever Jill and Tim are fighting or sniping, like like Jill will laugh mm-hmm. at the end of it or or he will laugh and it's just very good hearted and isn't mm-hmm. mean. It's, it's a, a lot of sitcoms. Uh, again, after nine eleven, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of them like uh, like King of Queens, just mm-hmm. nasty, biting relationships, right. yeah. and it was just really kind of refreshing to watch these these two people bicker and snipe, but then one of them would sort of acquiesce and be like, <laughs> yeah. "We're delightfully funny." There is yeah. an interesting yeah. delineation between um, not infusing something with too much sentimentality, which the show doesn't have, yeah. uh, but not being cynical. Yes. Which I think King of Queens tends to get real cynical. Yeah. Yeah. So so cynical, in fact, that then on Kevin James's next show, they kill off his existing wife. <laughs> Just replace her. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want more King of Queens? Too bad, because you've got it. Uh, yeah. I think there are certainly some episodes where Tim and Jill's fights are, they don't have, like, they're actually barbed. But yeah. then it's treated in the episode as, oh, Tim really fucked up. This is serious. Yeah. But yeah, when they're going back and forth, their interplay is always... You get the sense that even though they're kind of mismatched, that this is what they love about each other. Yeah, it was just warm. And it was actually this scene that I think exemplifies this because as Tim's crossing, you know, he's going back and forth doing the business with this woodpecker. He's walking out to the garage and Jill's like, oh, but it's his first love, you know. And Tim's like, yeah, but, you know, they'll come and go. You have no idea. Uh, And she goes, yeah, but but this is – I really love Jenny. And he goes, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't know what he's going through because I see my first love every day. And she goes, oh, So does the goes, audience. Yeah, so does the audience. Uh, and then he goes, I really hope you get to meet her one day. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so good. But, but Jill's reaching to that is just like, oh, you. Yeah, yeah it's the dang best. It. It's you got so me good. on that one. <laughs> 
I was honestly thinking, and I liked that joke. I just I thought that Tim's punchline was going to be, yeah, looking at that hot rod's the best part that's, of every day. <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it was just really refreshing. Yeah, yeah it's good, yeah, it was good yeah. stuff. Um, but in, in this scene is when we when Brad kind of confesses, like I was I was you set the bar. I was trying to match your yeah. Uh, you know I got that B, so I was trying to do better grades for you yeah. and. Um, Tim and Jill kind of step up and are like, well, you can come to us, you know, we'll help you with math. What do you got? And he's like, compound fractions and this, this, the, the oh, how the timetables have turned <laughs> again. <laughs> this is, yeah, the, the, you know, a recurring theme on this show has been that both Landon and I, uh, I mean, I think, I think I am worse at math than you, but I think I'm worse at math than everyone. But <laughs> I actually may be worse than both of you. Okay. This yeah. is oh, the, no, because my note yeah. here was, thank God Brigham's here to do our math for us. No, oh, no. <laughs> not at all. No. Maybe what, maybe what this Goodbye, podcast everyone. is actually about is just people who are bad at math. <laughs> and, and it's kind of home improvement is our cover to talk about it <laughs> nice. openly. Uh, yeah, well, multiplying fractions is real. I think that was about when I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to have this skill ever in my life. I'm just going to get through the next few yes. years of school. Did you ever end up doing your math homework with one of your parents? Oh, yeah. Up? Because I feel like that was the first time my dad uh, became a human in my <laughs> eyes. It's like that moment, like the first time you see your dad cry. It was, yeah. it was really interesting because I remember yeah. we used to have this thing every week in my math class in like elementary or middle school. It was called star math and yeah. you have to turn it in at the end of every week. Mm. And I was notoriously bad with yeah. that. Like the teacher had to talk to my parents and was like, you need to help him. And my dad would sit down and honestly, like would probably actually do it for me when I was sitting there. I'd be like, yeah, that's how it goes. Regular Randy. <laughs> and I turned it and I was still flunking yeah. and I had to go to my dad and be like, you're making me fail. Like this is your, th like it's such a, it's so funny when the parents have to do the homework yeah. and not great. Yeah, I couldn't help yeah. a kid with this. Yeah. I remember when I was in geometry in high school, one of the many math classes I barely scraped out of, they, they said there was some permission slip, or just like at the beginning of the year on the syllabus, something they sent home that was addressed to the parents. It was like, hey, to parents, if you're helping your kids with this homework and you don't understand it, don't worry. You're not taking this class. It's not. And I'm looking at this and thinking, man, I wish that I was getting a thing saying, don't worry, you don't need to understand this. Because... Like, I, it feels like a lot of pressure on me. If my grown-ass yeah. parents who went to college don't have to learn this, how come I... <laughs> I was thinking algebra well into college. Oh, That's man. how awful I was. I oh. failed all through high school, and I think I took it into my sophomore year of college. Regular algebra. Jesus. I can't even say that word. Yeah. <laughs> algebra. algebra. El El you had that on a gimbal. Yeah. Algebra uh. is, I think that's a Mexican restaurant in the neighborhood. Oh my god, dad jokes. No, I was getting the sweats on the couch when yeah. they were going through like denominators and numerators, and yeah. I was like, oh god, oh god. And so and uh, Brad first makes this complaint to them, saying, "Why might I learn this? I never need to use this stuff. Do you guys ever? Yeah, you, know, you guys never learn oh, this. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jill and then Jill is trying to make up a use case for yeah. for multiplying. She gets practice. this like little little not defiant, but just kind of uh, quiet resolve within herself. Like she's got to make a point, even though she doesn't know exactly how she's going to get to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's like when I go to the store, like I need to buy a pound and a half of cheese. That's exactly. And it. Tim kind of nods and goes. So keep going, Jill. <laughs> she says, and then I have to multiply that by a gallon and a half of milk. And, and Brad, and like even Brad, yeah, even his only moment of self awareness ever on the show is like, why would you do that? <laughs> and she goes, uh, "I'm making cheese milk." <laughs> really, 
this is what I think this might be one of my all-time top jokes of the season. <laughs> like, this is the thing I'm going to be... You know how, like, on It's Always Sunny, they will have Charlie make some reference to, like, oh, a milk steak or, yeah, like, right. a ham or something. They jam two foods together that shouldn't be together, and then the next day, that's the most Googled thing, <laughs> and then right. people make it. I feel like this is the first instance of that. <laughs> well, and then they, they say that they're going to go over to the table and help him, and, and it was one of those moments where Tim, like, makes a, a mocking joke at the cheese milk thing, <laughs> yeah. or the milk cheese, or whatever, and, and uh, she laughs. Yeah. She laughs yeah. at him teasing her. You're and right. like, this is so nice. Yeah, Tim says something like, well, we should punish him. We should send him to bed without his cheese milk. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> now, so cheese milk. Here's what just comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And here's like the deconstructed way that I'd prepare cheese milk. Mm-hmm. You take a block of uh, cheddar cheese, most likely uh, Tillamook cheddar because it comes from Oregon. It's the best cheese. You want to <laughs> hollow that block out in the center and then just pour the milk into that and then you can drink it but then also eat so it. It's, it's like a bread bowl but for milk and cheese. <laughs> made out of cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's like... You drink your milk and then you eat your cup. Yeah. I, and then you go in the bathroom for the next week. I was picturing uh curds on top, like a Ooh. nice nice head on the top yeah. of it, you know, a nice creamy. Oh, God. <laughs> so like it's come out of a tap or something? Yeah, yeah, oh, like God. a cheese tap. Yeah. And yeah. they'd serve that at a bar oh. called Cheers. Mm. No, not that great. Where we pick your mic back up that you dropped earlier. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and put it in the garbage and go home. Are we dealing with whole milk or skim milk? What, 2%? What is the... What is the... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know enough about... Almond milk. You don't know oh, enough ooh. about milk. <laughs> I don't know enough about milk. You don't know enough about milk. I'm lactose milk. intolerant. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I'm also lactose intolerant. It doesn't stop you. No. Nope. You, just, you just pop your lactates. Sick tax, man. Uh... <laughs> uh. <laughs> They they are unable to help Brad with his math and uh, and also like cheating like looking yeah, over Tim, the show you Tim know pulls at Brad just <laughs> blasting him for cheating and then they're yeah. like uh, they're cheating off yeah. of their son who they've established doesn't know how to do this <laughs> yeah uh, Tim Tim makes the great joke as they're trying to just figure out what numerators versus denominators are which also I don't know <laughs> the Tim's top number and bottom number yeah I get well I guess yeah. why don't they just call it the top number and the bottom number as Tim says. <laughs> But he says at one point, the denominator sounds like a Schwarzenegger movie, doesn't it? All right, let's hear it. I'm going to give you a compound fracture. <laughs> fracture. Oh, fracture. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, get it. That, I get that's, it. Yeah. That was real good. Yeah. That wasn't, look, they're not, they're not all good. Actually, none of my no, impressions are good. That was that's wonderful. That's part of the charm. Now I want to hear, now I want to hear yours, actually. On the denominator. Oh, that's way better. I'm not even, no. <laughs> Chills. I can't even. Just follow that. That's fine. <laughs> okay, now do Jimmy Stewart. Well, well, how exactly do you do a compound fraction? <laughs> oh my god! Do you, you do the denominator and put it in a bag? It's Zuzu's denominators. It's Zuzu's denominators. I really enjoy you, Landon. I really do. I really do. Merry Christmas, you old compound fraction. Merry Christmas, numerator. Merry Christmas, denominator. And a Merry Christmas to you too. In detention. Ooh, wow. It never stops being Christmas on Grunt World. <laughs> I feel like this is our version of The Void. Yeah. <laughs> what, all of our Jimmy Stewart ref- The only Jimmy Stewart references we ever do? <laughs> so all of our impressions come from wherever the transitions go to. <laughs> you know what I like about compound fractions? <laughs> sometimes the numerator's on the bottom, and sometimes the numerator's on the top, and sometimes you multiply them together, but other times you don't. And let's get back to the show. <laughs> We go outside to a scene with Wilson. 
Beautiful transition. <laughs> Beautiful transition. Sometimes you just have to do like a most hard of cut. your job is managing Truman and just like, and we're to the next scene. Yeah, you know, it's really uh, oh. he's Paul Simon. I'm Chevy Chase. I just want to lip sync all the lyrics, but he's he's bringing the bongo drums in. But we we actually do get a really strange cut that equates to this the segue that I just did, where we go to a close up of an eyeball that is distorted and we do a weird pullback and find out that it's Wilson's face or eye uh, looking through his, his patented telescope. Yeah. The Binford telescope, maybe? I don't know. We Do, do you think Wilson buys Binford too just because he lives next door Wilson to makes his own tools. Yeah. <laughs> he probably did build his own telescope. <laughs> um, I, I forged these lenses by melting all the sand. Maybe he's a majority stakeholder in Binford. Ooh. Maybe yeah. that's where the money comes yeah. from. That's, oh. Is he like, a, he's a benefactor maybe? Yeah, and he moved in, or, you know, he, he decided, because it's it's Tim moves in. Yes. He was already there, right? Yes, yeah, right. yeah. He somehow planned that. Mm. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. we also think that he's God or a pot dealer. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a number of, there could be any number of reasons why exactly. he's there, but it's, yeah. the, it's the Binford subdivision yeah. and he had the first house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he's looking through his telescope. Tim is going outside to get this woodpecker. This time he has a double barrel super soaker, which way pretty, 90s. So 90s. Yeah. yeah. And pretty phallic. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fa- I, I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, a lot of our toys are, are squirt like Nerf guns and all that. Like what a double barrel. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and then it squirts a stream of, well, anyway. Oh my God, I didn't get that. Yeah, you didn't pick oh, up on wow. that Oh, wow. Thank well, you, Truman. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, if I can educate, I can't educate you about math, but the birds and the bees, certainly. <laughs> and super soakers. Yeah. <laughs> the birds and the bees and the super soakers. <laughs> well, actually, because it's, a bird is a woodpecker, uh, Brad has previously gotten a bee, <gasps> and that could be the name of the episode, the birds and the bees. Oh. Screw bye-bye, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's one of the good ones <laughs> so we just, there's so few and far between <laughs> they should have workshopped the title the way we did um he was out there with the with the super soaker ready to shoot this uh woodpecker and presumably freeze it to death uh but wilson recommends that maybe he get a wooden owl instead to yeah scare it away we get a, a oh god a really bad joke i don't know there's the motown jokes on this show they do not hit there which, more than there's oh god. more we motown a, jokes. we had a four tops joke last season that was just uh, oh want to die detroit okay yeah that makes but, sense okay and uh, like it would make sense if they were like good motown jokes yeah. by yeah. people who like take pride in this as part one of yeah. the city's right. lasting legacies but it was just like they basically said the four tops yeah was the, joke. The, the joke in this one was uh wilson suggests getting an owl and Tim's like, no, because then I'll just get tap, 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 hoot, 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 tap, 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 hoot, hoot, hoot. Which is one of my favorite Motown songs. <laughs> <laughs> and and Wilson, well, Wilson's joke is, well, it works for Motown. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't even get that. Is that like a, a musical rhythm joke that I don't, since I don't know anything about music? I, I, or is it just a bad joke? It's not a, mu- well, I mean, I know a little about music and it's not a musical rhythm joke. <laughs> Although I don't know much about rhythm if you've ever seen me on the dance is that, floor. The, t- is that what you call tempo? I, I <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's what you'd call tempo. <laughs> what is the emotion humans call tempo? What is BPM? Um, What's the BPM of a woodpecker? Well, the B stands for Binford. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Binf- Binford Pecker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Binford Pecker is, uh, well, that's a condom, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Season seven gets really weird when Binford tries to brand literally everything. Uh, um. The reboot <laughs> reboot <laughs> buffering wilson um notices 
Wilson notices Brad uh, through the, the window, saying, and he, he drops this on Tim, saying, uh, I see your son is fastidiously, fastidiously poring over his academic tomes. Gross. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what Tim does. Yeah. He's, like, He's what? <laughs> he gets so mad at it. Um, and he says, I see you, Brad, you know, studying. Yeah. And, and Tim kind of shares his struggles with Wilson, talking about how he doesn't get math and how, uh, you know, I can't teach to my kid because I don't understand it and this is so tough and, and difficult. And Wilson basically just talks about how great math is and how <laughs> understanding math helps you understand the universe. Gives Tim no yeah. practical advice. Tim also kind of did like a very real moment, though, in that. Because mm-hmm. he, I remember him turning to the window and he goes, I really want brad to do well in school and it was it was almost this wistful like there was a moment of realism to it where i was like oh wow he's thinking about how his life maybe turned out and he wants his son to do better and he has those moments yeah it was was great i was really surprised it was yeah Yeah. and they come out more often with wilson i think than Mm. than anyone else yeah he seems to feel safest when he's in the backyard with wilson (laughs) it's like it's like therapy it's like a confessional yeah Yeah. Uh, it's one of those safe spaces that tim allen hates so much also (laughs) Safe space, probably not a confessional. No, no. <laughs> that, well, it depends on how old you yeah. are. Oh, fair. Okay. Oh, I Calling Dr. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> I need my full name spoken. <laughs> but yeah, like Tim, Tim really opens up and really some of his best moments are when he's showing this vulnerability about like wanting his kids to be better than he was. Yeah. And Tim is talking about all this, and rather than help, Wilson is kind of just saying, yeah, gee whiz, it sure is great to be good at math. Oh, gosh, I love it. Math helps you understand the whole universe and teach you discipline. And... I don't know, but then, like, I remember the line that he goes out on. I don't know what Tim... Yeah, well, he, drops, he drops this information. He's like, well, Tim, you know, because uh, Tim's like, I don't know what he's going to need to know compound fa- fractures for uh, in his life. And Wilson's like, well, you know, there was a time when I didn't think I'd need to know any of this ancient uh, philosophical <laughs> foreign philosophy. Uh, but then you moved in. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Which I liked because it was the first time uh, Wilson has really ever hung a lampshade on the fact that he knows everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, so from that, I guess we get a bird flying away transition yet right, again. Right, that's, that's where we that one. I was, was hoping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Takes to, us to tool time. Yes, to tool time. Yet another tool time segment that is only there to give Al some screen. Which evoked yep. an audible from both of you guys. <laughs> like when we went to tool, like tool time, you were like, oh, Yes. <laughs> Yes, we're in it. There's Al. Oh, here we, we go. We are so Al good. pals to the bone. Oh, my God. We it are, was wonderful to experience that. We are Richard Carnivores. <laughs> we really, uh, no, we, this is something, especially in, in more recent episodes that we haven't liked as much as this one, we, we really just wish that the show was about Al because we mm. really love Richard yeah. Carn. We love Al. And great. Tim is great. We just sometimes feel like he'd be better as a supporting character. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta really give props to this scene. Uh, I, I didn't see it coming. the The way that they construct the joke of this scene is so perfect because we start with a close up of these teacups and we get a patented uh, Al saying, "I I crafted this thing and look how nicely it holds my mother's teacup set." Mm, yes, you know, drawing attention to his mother, bringing in his character. Um, and Tim's like, well, look, uh, I brought some, what do you, I, I want to show off your mom's D cup collection. And oh, he yeah. holds out a, a big old lady bra. <laughs> yeah. So did Tim bring that to set yeah, in advance? Right. Did he steal it from his mom? Where did Tim get the bra? Did he stop on the way to yeah. the set? Right. Guys, I read this in the yellow edits and <laughs> it's just, I feel like we should add the bra. He, and then he tosses it to the side and we get this like clunk sound effect, which is very bizarre. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like a joke fake. 
too, because you think that the, that's the payoff of the joke. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> no, just I thought I'd throw that no, in there. I You're welcome, I, I everyone. Think it's like, okay, yeah. and that's it for the teacups. Yeah. They wrote this whole thing yeah. in just so they can do a boob joke. Yeah. So then the, the scene kind of goes into uh, the project they're going to do, which is to pull up uh, cement. Yeah. And Al's like, okay, we're going to do this the, the right way, the you know, the Al Borland way. Yeah. And he takes out this tool that will, you know, lodge it in and, uh, you know, slowly pry up the... Mm. Um, <laughs> say that slower, Lynn. Say it a little slower. <laughs> Slow jam it to us. <laughs> Just put the uh, the podcast app yeah, at yeah. speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tim's like, well, you can also do this with dry ice. And I was like, yeah, okay, but, you know, you need a lot of dry ice to do that. And Tim, like, walks off screen and leaves Al to, to do the dutiful... Um, way to do this on live TV, just like you do. Yeah, you exactly. Out, and then the you it's hear improv. a gigantic <laughs> and the bay doors open up, and Tim rolls in this, uh, this, this, it's like a, I think it's a backhoe or whatever. It's like it's a like an earth mover thing with a yeah. big, uh, yeah. I don't want to say bulldozer because the. Th- in the movie The Living Daylight, <laughs> yes. At one point in the fight at the airfield, they use a big, a uh, big construction piece of construction equipment, and they lift up the kind of shovel blade on it to shield it from bullets that I think the Afghan mujahideen are shooting at it, and it's that sort uh, of thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't I, know if that makes it clearer. That, that makes it quite clearer for Brigham, who just, actually saw the thing. I just so love you both it. so much. Yeah, <laughs> I just want you to know that. Um, we, should, and, we could do a podcast about how The Living Daylights is really one of the more underrated bonds. Yes, I would agree. Also. Yeah. Um, so, but he rides this thing in, and it's just smoke dripping off of it with uh, dry ice in it. Yeah. And this is where, like, I've already forgotten about the teacups. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. And this is why this joke is so brilliantly constructed. Because he comes in with this thing and you're like, how's Tim going to fuck up this this cement thing? Because yeah. a few episodes ago we saw him trying to uh, buff a, a floor and he gives the, the buffer more power and he goes right through it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to like crack through the cement or something. Of course, the, the backhoe uh, loses control and he goes starts going all over the set. This massive powered thing just... To smash some teacups. Yeah. It doesn't wreck anything else. <laughs> just the teacups. Yeah, it, like, yeah. it, ro- it rolls up over the thing they're supposed to do, or the thing they want to lift the floor on. There's like a wide shot of the audience getting up and running and mm-hmm. chaos chaos on the set, which I love that they got yeah. the live studio audience yeah. for home improvement to actually run. <laughs> and then, But then, yeah, the blade smashes down oh, on the just teacups. Just perfectly. I, I gotta be honest, it's probably my pinnacle of sight gags for the show so far. Mm. And, and that's, look, I think at its best, I mean, we... And we give the show crap sometimes for being slapsticky, but like if if home improvement I think home improvement at its best is just these huge setups for slapstick gags and psych comedy like that. <laughs> yeah. The show the show is weakest when it tries to go away from that, and at its best when it just understands, like, yeah, let's just set up something, make you forget about it, and then come back around and destroy it in the, in, <laughs> in the most unexpected way possible. Um so, but you know, I, I have to imagine that um, if a certain person happened to be on Tool Time this week, this might not have happened. Oh, are you referring to uh, like a competent producer like Maureen? No, or, no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm thinking of someone less redheaded and more blonde. Oh, okay. So you mean if like Mark came in that day or something? <laughs> Maybe, but Mark someone, Eugene um, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> but you must be referring to Lisa, played by none other than Pamela Anderson. That is who I am referring to. Do you think we should take a quick, brief trip to Pam's Corner? Let's go to Pam's Corner real quick. Um, we 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 did this thing last week where yes. we, you know, I 
the the trivia well only runs so deep. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have run out of trivia for Pam. I'm sure you could find more. Uh, I just I'm lazy with digging. Yeah. So um, what we did instead was uh, we're posing possible narratives for why Lisa isn't on the show. Yes. Uh, so mine. This is so this week. It's my turn to figure out what what Pam is up to, or by I mean what the, Lisa is up to. The very natural transition into that. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> you're doing such a good job, and I thought I'd just go, I'd just go with it. The reason I'm speaking into the microphone right now is because I have something to say, and that thing is this. Uh, so what I'm thinking is that the reason that Lisa isn't around is because recently she's been finding some kind of uh, weird notes on her car every morning, notes that are kind of like mysterious and have sort of an ominous tone to them depending on on how you read them a lot about how like oh i watch you from afar i desire you You could have saved her mr policeman (laughs) (laughs) i gave you all the clues (laughs) (laughs) yep you you got it uh but she's been getting getting these these notes about so you know uh someone seemingly keeping her uh keeping watch on her at all times okay and it leads her to believe that she's got an a vengeful ex who's stalking her and she's really worried about this and so, uh, in order to get to the bottom of who's been leaving her these notes, she enlists Al to help her stake out her car overnight and figure out who's been leaving the notes. Oh, okay. So, in the, in the episode of the Al and Lisa show that's, that's ah, in my head... I want to see that. I, I do, too. I'm working on a pilot. This is the backdoor pilot. Um, but so, they, they stake out... Uh, you know, they hide in the bushes outside her apartment and watch her car. And in the end, they find out that the person who is leaving the notes is actually this dorky guy from uh, her night school physics class that she's going to right. who just has a total crush wow. on her and has been writing her these notes and he's he's because he's so dorky and not socially aware they've had this really ominous sense to them but actually it's just an innocent puppy love crush and she uh gently lets him down and says hey uh, fred you're a really good friend but it's not gonna not gonna happen this week or not or ever for that matter <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm moving to Malibu. Yeah, I'm joining the lifeguard squad. And then, well, then he he's so upset by this that he starts choking. So she has to run to him in slow motion and per- <laughs> perform CPR. And then afterwards, he gets really famous and he needs a bodyguard. Uh, so she, uh, because he's a VIP. Oh, gotcha. And then. Yeah. And then he's got a ranch and he needs a way to keep all of the the steer uh, in a specific section. So he puts up some barbed wire. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I know. I like this. this that was is a good really, narrative. Well, my question is, 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 uh, cause you established that she moved where to a cherry? Oh, uh, well, a cherry Cher- ranch. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was last week's, uh, so yeah. it doesn't continue. Like a true sitcom, like it's like by the oh, end of the episode. Yeah, re- that's a re- in my mind, it was like serialized from that. <laughs> well, maybe well, this is, I don't think the the cherry farm, well, it could still be, yeah, you know, absolutely exclusive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, it could be. Uh, maybe it's somebody, maybe one of the farmhands from the Cherry Ranch who has a crush on her. Right. Am I supposed to contribute to this? You can contribute to it. Okay. I was thinking, based off of the Cherry Farm thing, it it may be uh, one of those stories where um, the cherry crop didn't come in mm. as strong this season, and she's about to lose the ranch and has to get the community together. And she ends up finding a perfect cherry pie recipe. Ooh. Uh, and through this this... Ch- uh, charity, this cherry tea <laughs> drive <laughs> ends up saving the ranch. Ooh, I like this. Does this yeah. have like a, a, a sweet home Alabama feel to it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so you're saying that uh, Lisa was in danger of losing her cherry ranch. 
Boom. <laughs> we did the ET touch fingers, guys. Um, that's good. It was I as like awkward that as it sounded. That's really uh, that, that was, that's that's a lot of fun. A lot of laughs. Yeah. And really, if put it into twenty five minutes, you know, <laughs> really squeeze that in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's been this week's Pam's Corner. Join us. <laughs> you can just drop the song in in editing. I, I guess I can, can I? but then that would sound more out of place at this point. People expect us. Fair. Also, that would require me to do more work. Okay, the, uh, that's, that's the real reason. Okay. Uh, from tool time, we go back inside the Taylor household. Uh, it's a little bit later, and Tim has what he calls the pecker wrecker. Yes. <laughs> It's a helicopter <laughs> with a shark on it. Yeah, shark shark face. What did he call it? It was really cool. I forget. He called it the Pecker Wrecker. No, but there was like a, a heat seeking shark. Oh. Blah 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 blah. Uh, pecker Wrecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bird, good. Bird killing heat seeking oh. something else. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. good. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't grunt at the end of that. Yeah. Well, he actually. Oh, did he? There, there were six grunts in this episode. Let's just go quickly into the grunt count. Yeah. There are six grunts in this episode, and they all come in this scene. Him talking oh. about the helicopter. Wow. We had a two, saturated two six six grunt episodes in a row. If we get three, that means Satan wrote these three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you check, mean check the Randy? Button. Yes, exactly. <laughs> R- written by Randy. <laughs> um, but he's. Um, yeah, he souped up the he souped up this remote mm-hmm. control helicopter to take the thing out, yeah. and he goes out in the backyard with it. And well, uh, before that, oh, yeah. Brad, Brad comes home with his uh, his math test. He oh, got yeah. a C, right? Of course. Uh, so back to normal expectations for Brad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny and Brad have gotten back together, which is an important uh, point. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, like exists. if if that was Jenny's exit of the show, I mean, I, I would have been kind of disappointed. Hey man, sometimes sometimes love just disappears. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, enjoy the show, folks. <laughs> on that dour note, um, death comes for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we go into uh, a scene, which you know, Brad and Jenny getting back together, Brad getting a C, you know, kind of raising his expectations, um, and then we go into a cartoon scene. I have to wonder: did did Jill fall asleep again? <laughs> because we go into it we so we have this thing that whenever the show goes real cartoony yeah that it's one of jill's dreams because oh, nice. she seems to fall asleep right before something weird happens <laughs> and we get something very weird here yeah tim goes out back with the remote control helicopter he, he put, puts on wagner yes he put <laughs> he puts on probably the greatest like synth oh, midi cover oh yeah of wagner. visit a website and that's yeah. playing you have to <laughs> yeah. scroll to the bottom and turn it off like, yeah, yeah. You v- visit like a white supremacist website yeah. <laughs> play in the background. Or, or like or like timmy's apocalypse now fan site or something uh also but it's like they had to they had to like either either Ride of the Valkyries is in the public domain, or they had to buy the rights to play the song. Why wouldn't they get the good version? Right. Well, I think they had money for a backhoe full of dry ice. Is I, all the, I'm the, if I remember looking into this for a while, uh, a while ago for a project that the the composition might be in public domain, but the recording of the orchestra is not. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. I feel like I just made a poignant point, point. And, and that's and that's Landon's music clearance corner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get proper clearance and permits for that song? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah. Uh, but take us through the rest of this fever dream. Uh, Tim goes out back uh, with a motorcycle helmet on, probably to conceal the fact that it's a stunt performer in mm. some of these scenes. Uh, specifically, the Benford helmet. Oh, for yeah. God's sake, dude. 
and he uh, he takes off with the remote control helicopter, and it takes off very gently. Tim is hopefully narrating everything that's happening as though it's in, being in beautiful ADR. Like, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> so convenient that we couldn't see his mouth yeah. behind the mask. Um, and he lifts the helicopter off with the remote control, and then it does the thing that all remote control helicopters do, where it becomes self-aware like Skynet, <laughs> and forgets like t- to obey any of the commands from the remote control, and just starts chasing Tim around the yard like North by Northwest. That was exactly... Yeah. It was that, and there was even... It reminded me of in From Russia With Love, again, James yeah. Bond reference, but where I'm, he I'm dives the helicopter yeah. in that exact way. I was like, oh yeah. man, oh man, yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it's, 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 he like goes crashing through a couple of garbage cans. That's mm-hmm. where it's the stunt performer, I yeah. promise. Oh, yeah. That's why, why they had the helmet yeah. on, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it dive bombs him a bunch of times, and he finally, like, we even get, like, at one point, we get, like, the helicopter's POV chasing him, like, it's a yeah. horror movie. It comes up over, like, it does take a very sharp horror movie turn at a certain point. Yeah. We don't know where the helicopter went, and he, like, Tim backs up against the fence, and then all of a sudden, oh, it doesn't do the Jaws noise, but. It's essentially the the ripoff of that scene, yeah. and it comes up over top of the fence, starts chasing him. So it goes from an Apocalypse Now reference to a Jaws reference with a, a flirtation of James Bond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Hitchcock too. Yeah, and then so Tim goes running inside, shuts the doors behind him, slumps on the couch, finally safe. Until Jurassic Park reference, the helicopter opens the doors. <laughs> like the doors just open on their own and honestly it would have been enough for me i thought it would have i thought what was going to happen was the the helicopter was going to lower into view yeah. and turn and just look at him through the glass yeah. that would have been enough for me yeah agree it inexplicably like it doesn't even push the door the door is just open right and then it comes right in it, the, yeah we get a we get an animation of the the helicopter flying in tim dives on the couch and then it like goes off screen and then comes back and wipes us into the void and you know all I'm saying is we never solved that woodpecker problem, and now, <laughs> no. so now he's got a woodpecker problem and a demonic self-aware <laughs> helicopter problem. And it's probably all Randy's doing. <laughs> Randy's upstairs with the helicopter yeah, remote exactly. control. He swapped out remotes when he wasn't looking. And to think, if he had just gotten an actual owl, all he would have had to put it's up with like, was Motown beats. He's actually gotten rid... <laughs> Uh, no, he's actually gotten rid of all the woodpeckers, but uh, Randy has like a menagerie in his room, and he just keeps replacing. <laughs> he's the uh, Birdman of Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what better way to kill animals if you're going to get other people to do it? I mean, you're you're satisfying multiple levels of your psychopathy at that point. Yeah, you're killing animals by manipulating other people into killing them for you. You're killing animals. You're terrorizing your father. <laughs> like it, you feed on fear. <laughs> So uh, then we get some outtakes, which we've already mentioned, which was Jill laughing at Randy. Yeah. Um, and that's that's our scene. Yeah, and our episode, for that matter. <laughs> that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Um, this has been so fun having you. Yeah, did, did we not cover anything? Yeah. Any lingering thoughts, um, feelings, emotions? No, this was this was great. I mean, yeah. honestly, I am, I'm jumping back into this show. Yeah. I, I think, it, again, talking about like... Where sitcoms have gone, I've been finding myself like I don't know, maybe retreating back into nicer uh, times. Yeah. And this was just very inoffensive and very nice. Yeah, was, and yeah. genuinely funny. I, yeah, I feel like that was the thing. It's taken this turn. It, it got a little rocky, as we mentioned, and it's it, it, like this episode particularly really tickled me in the way that um, you know the first season had these surprises when we were getting to learn the characters and the dynamics that. Uh, 
you know, it's it's fun to discover that, and it has an extra added level of... That might have been me tickling you on the couch, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. You yeah. turn the lights off when we watch. Yeah. All kinds of shenanigans start on that couch. Then we need to have you back. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the spark has gone out of Landon's and my podcasting relationship. We really need to bring a third person in. Shake it up. Yeah. yeah. That's And that's how Gruntwork got its groove back. <laughs> uh, that's how that... That Whitney, Houston, Whitney Houston thing goes right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Whitney Houston sounds a lot like that. I got my groove back. You didn't get the rights to that, so. Oh yeah. well, I don't think yeah. it was the right melody. Anyway. Oh, okay, <laughs> sounded like Motown to me. <laughs> oh uh, well, the show notes for this episode will be posted on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. It's true. <laughs> if you uh, enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, show us some love. Write us a review. Rate us on iTunes. Um, we're heading into. <laughs> I just gave the mic a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, and the mic is giving him a thumbs up. Back. That's <gasps> oh. so everybody's ear eyes just saw that. Um, but we're we're heading into our uh, season two spectacular, and we would love to read your reviews on the air. So uh, please get those in, and uh, remember that every time you uh, rate and review us, we'll let you copy our math homework. Which is really not good. <laughs> Do so at your own risk. <laughs> your grade, if you thought your math grades were low, we can take you even lower. There's letter grades you didn't know existed. You need to get a G in math. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter, um, which is the best way to get weekly notifications when new episodes are available. We've been posting all kinds of fun stuff on there, um, and you can also follow us on social media places which is at GruntWorkPod. Do you have any uh, uh, social media things you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Brigand Snow or Instagram at Brigand. And uh, if you want to check out the Bright Sessions, the show I'm on, you should. Um, it's uh, at Bright Podcast on Twitter and thebrightsessions.com. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah uh, that's wonderful. Uh, with that, I've been Landon Solano. And I have been bringing snow. And I've also been bringing <laughs> snow. <laughs> I, I realized how rude I was. I should have let the guests go first. <laughs> so just, I'm going to trust you in the editing room to re-edit that oh. so that it sounds like you went first okay, and then I okay, went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it'll just seamlessly be us saying, and this has been Grunt Work. Grunt Work. Great. Great. <laughs> By far our best ending yet. Yeah.